the dad business. And here is your host, Nigel T. Best. Hey there, everyone. It's Nigel T. Best, and it's time for another episode of the dad business. Yeah, the podcast that tries to question and give answers to what the heck am I doing being a dad and why did I think running a business at the same time was a good idea? We're trying to get through it. That's what we're trying to do, navigate the minefield of business and being a dad. So let's find out what's happening today. Well, today is all about Monopoly. Now, it's not going to be a long episode, unlike the game of Monopoly that I played the other day with my kids. Right, here's the situation. It's pretty bleak, nasty weather at the moment. And Sally's gone out for the night, meeting up with some friends. So it's me and the guys, the chaps. And what can I do? Well, the easy thing these days is to let everyone watch TV, YouTube, Xbox, whatever it is, on your phone, all those sort of things. Any of any or all of them. I could have had an easy life. But no, I thought, hang on, let's have a go at something that is bound to end in World War Three. It can't go well. Something will happen. There'll be all sorts of dirty dealings, rule breaking, um, distractions, annoyances, uh, you know, all of those things. Because I thought, let's get the Monopoly out. Let's have a game of Monopoly. Come on, guys. Let's get down to it. Monopoly. Who doesn't like a game of Monopoly? Well, if you're wondering what the hell is Monopoly, then you need to Google it. And you need to buy yourself a game, a copy of the game. It is a traditional, old-fashioned board game. Oh, yes. All about property and business. And I suppose luck of the roll of the dice, maybe. But you've got to do some shrewd negotiating. So there we are gathered round the dining room table. Matthew's got it out. He's allocated the money, which immediately makes me think we should all check to see that we've got enough. But we lay it out. Now, you know how you've always got kids or people? You'll meet them. If you play Monopoly with them, you'll know whether they are a perfectionist or a anything-will-do type person. Because of the way they lay their money out. Oh yeah, it's got to go from highest to lowest, from left to right. Neat little piles, all the notes, all on top of each other. You can't have, you know, a bad stack of notes. I've seen seen people out there, you know, it's it's the way it is, isn't it? Laid them out. So I've got one who's got a pile just scattered notes all over the place. You know, you're 200, because we were playing, bizarrely enough, how about this? We were playing a Singapore version of Monopoly. I mean, come on, what's going on there? Anyway, it's in Singapore dollars, so there's uh, five thousands down to ten. Okay, well, we've got a stack here, neatly laid out. Five thousand, one thousand, five hundred, two hundred, one hundred, fifty and ten. I think it was all something... Yeah, something like that. And then over across opposite me, we've got Oliver. And it's all higgledy-piggledy. And I just knew what was happening. I knew what was going to happen. And sure enough, it does. You land not too long into the game on something that has to pay out $160 for some, you know, when you land on it and there's no houses, $160 
and you're thinking, oh, this is going to take forever for him to faff around. And sure enough, he had 140 or 150 that he could find easily. And then it was everyone staring at the 200 and looking across, I think he was paying Matty, looking across at Matty, and Matty's got, you know, the change to give him. And you're just waiting for him to fumble his way through. And, uh, yeah, annoying? Well, I don't know. He was quite happy because at the time he was trying to play Monopoly with his headphones on watching YouTube. So that was a disaster. Anyway, where am I going with this? Right, okay, so... Three boys, ages 9 to 18. All right, two boys and a, and a bloke. Yeah, so we're sitting down, we're trying to play this. Now, easily distracted, Jamie's kind of got the hang of it, but, you know, he's not too sure. Uh, when the dice don't land on the number he wants, you know, it's, it's borderline tantrum straight off. Uh, Matthew is, is trying to set up some sort of nefarious scheme to take over the world. Singapore was going to be his. There was no two ways about it. And I just kept getting sent to jail. It, it didn't matter what happened. Uh, I could get three doubles on the trot, straight to jail. I could land on the go to jail, straight to jail. I would pick up a chance or community chest, go to jail. It was unbelievable. I think... If that's karma in a previous life, I was not very good, I reckon. So, where are we going? We've got the layout, we've got the layout. We've picked the pieces. Now then, go back to the beginning. Set up, picking the pieces. Oh yes, I was always the battleship as a kid. Always the battleship. And so, for the whole of the game, I kept trying to move the battleship. But of course, that wasn't me anymore. No, I've been given the iron I mean, come on, the iron. You know, it was, the second one was a car. If you can't have the battleship, you have the car. No, so Matthew's got that. Jamie's got the battleship, I think it was. No, Oliver had the battleship, and then Jamie had the shoe, the boot. Who, who picks that? Unbelievable. And, and they gave me the iron. So I'm, I'm there. So I'm forever moving the wrong piece, which drives them all scatty. Obviously, the table's too big because in order to have the board out, you've got to sit around it. Jamie can't reach to get the dice, so we're always looking where the dice gone and then handing them to him. So there's how many obstacles? How many obstacles in the way? Well, there's more, isn't there? Because it's in Singapore, um, street names. So some are obviously English uh, name streets. Uh, you've got Raffles and um, Shenton we, uh, and... I can't think of what else was there. Sentosa Cove is one. Um, then there's obviously Orchard Road, and and various others. But then of course there's quite a lot of um, Singapore names. Uh, so the kids couldn't pronounce it. So when they said they were buying things, I was always looking at the wrong piece because I was thinking that they were different. You know, each of us had the different piece. I wasn't looking what it was. I couldn't tell how much it was. I was trying to work it out. I'd been dobbed with being the banker and we haven't played it very often so all the notes stick together. So I was getting cries of, I've just bought that, um, not understanding what it is. Um, one of the kids is colour blind so he's giving me the wrong colours as well. So yeah, it was it was fun and games as we got going on this. But, 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 why do I like Monopoly? 
when I was a kid, you always wanted to win. So there's a competitive edge. And I was kind of observing what uh, what my kids would be like every so often when they play Monopoly. Who's got the competitive edge? Who's wanting to, to do it? Who's wanting to make a deal? Who's wanting to get out there and do it all themselves? Interesting. And as the game unfolds, you know, I'm busy rolling my three doubles on the trot and heading off to jail again. They're all whizzing round collecting their 2,000 for passing go in the Singapore version. And you look at it, and now it starts off well. Down that first row of 10, you know, the second cluster of three. So in the, the old traditional one, I think it was Euston Road and Pentonville or something like that, wasn't it? Well, this, I, I can't remember what these were called, but I had, I had one. Oliver had one, and Jamie had one. And Jamie wanted to buy the one off Oliver, so he bought that off there. And then I said to Jamie, I said, Jamie, you've got two, I've got one. How about we do a deal? And I don't know if this is in the rules. Not sure. I said, how about we do a deal? We team up on this, and if we land on it, we're immune. But if either of the other two land on it, we split the money. Ooh, Jamie liked the sound of that. Kind of. Paused, he held his chin, stared at me, looking deep into my soul. And he was thinking, Dad, are you a low-down, sneaky thief who's up to no good, trying to do something and get an upper hand on me? Or is that just a good deal? Paused for a moment. Matthew held it, started going, no, Jamie, no, he's trying to trick you. Now, that didn't help my negotiation with Jamie. But Matthew could see the beauty of this little manoeuvre. We were going to get in. Houses are quite cheap. All of us have been doing, you know, when you go around immediately, it's like a land grab, isn't it? You Any property you land on, electricity company, I'm having it. I'm having it. Even though it's a waste of time. Water, I'll have it, I'll have it. That's a waste of time as well. Even when you have both, it's a waste of time. Apart from later on in the game when I rolled yet another double, double six, 12 times 100, 1,200 going that way. That's when I maybe reviewed my uh, thoughts about the usefulness of those. However, anything when you're starting off, anything, going around, I love it, I'll buy it. I don't care what it is, I'll buy it. And what soon transpired, you see, was we all had roughly even shares and no one had a set. So this first deal, first deal Matthew could see the way that this could go wasn't happy wasn't happy and I tried to do a deal with him you see for that second one you know the one that normally ends in Vine Street so is it Marlborough um, Vine Street I think yeah the orange ones he wouldn't do a deal all of a sudden he was a bit keener to do a deal and I was thinking well I'll just I'll just see how this one goes young man I'll see how this one goes with Jamie your brother your little nine-year-old brother that, um, you know, we could we could take you on here. So he wasn't happy at that. It then happened that the old Mayfair Park Lane, which is Sentosa Cove and something else in the Singapore version, I had one, Oliver had one. Oliver, I said, what do you reckon? Do you fancy a bit of a deal? Oh, he said. You mean like that one with Jamie? I said, yeah. 50-50. So if we land on it, we don't pay each other. But if either of the other two land on it, then we split the money. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, he's up for that. So I've already got two deals. Now, what does that mean? It means that I'm immune from paying out on all those properties with houses that we're rapidly building. Although, blimey neck, those Sentosa Cove, that mate, the old Mayfair, are the most expensive houses. That's an expensive hobby, putting houses on there, I can tell you. But the payoff could be good. So I'm looking at that, I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking this is good. Meanwhile, Matthew... Matthew has uh, managed to acquire the old old Kent Road properties. I can't remember what they were called in the Singapore one, but he got those first two after they go. And he was chuckling away to himself because he rapidly put houses on there. Now, it wasn't too much. I think one, he had to pay 2500 and one was 4500 So and there's only two spots, and you could, um, you know, get round... Go Pasco, collect two thousand, and even if you landed on one of them, you might only be five hundred quid down on the deal. So it wasn't too bad. However, for me, who was always going to jail, who never got to going to go, Matthew's most upset because I was dodging him. However, after my run-in with the law and my incarcer- numerous incarcerations, I began to improve. Ah, said Matthew, he's gone past. You're heading my way. I said, there's no chance. There's no chance. I'm not going to do that. Well, not only did I land just short of go and pay a 1000 in super tax, I then went round the corner, landed on him, got stiff for four and a half, and also um, I would end, in, invariably end on that blooming income tax of 2000 as well. So me getting... I, I was... End of the day, I came to the conclusion... I'd be about $5,000 better off going to jail instead of going round the Collect Go Square. What a disaster. But kids thought that was hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. And do you play, I don't know, do you play the rule where if you get fined for anything on the chance or community chest or whatever it is, do you put the money in the middle and then when you land on free parking, do you collect the money? Does someone collect the money? Oh, yes. Well, it was building up primarily from everything I was paying into it. And I couldn't fail to win, surely. However, on all seven occasions that there was money in the pot and someone won it, it wasn't me. But I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. It's a game of chance and the skills of a person like me are lost and this is how... You know, and no, I'm not bitter. No, that's how it goes. That's how Monopoly rolls. But we were playing. We were playing and we're doing more and more of these deals. And the killer was the yellows. Matthew and Oliver. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't believe it. They did a deal between themselves. They'd seen, Matthew had seen the beauty of these other deals and decided, I'm going for it. I'm going for it with Oliver. And he did on the yellows. Boom. In they went, sticking it in. They then, all three of them, did another one on the purples. But here's the kicker. They did a little deal where they each retained... They had immunity, so the only person that they, was gonna, they were going to stiff was going to be me. But they could put on their own individual property as many or as few houses as they wanted. So you could have three blank... A hotel, depending on who had the money and who was doing it. So they each owned one. And of course, oh yeah, I think I managed to land on all three of those and, and pay each of them. But it was the yellows, this yellow. 
a couple of times when we only had a couple of houses on the old blues next to the, the go space. And I'm thinking, come on. And I kept putting money in, kept putting money in. Oliver was hopeless. He just didn't buy any houses. But I thought, right, it doesn't matter. If we get up to a hotel on the Mayfair equivalent of St. Cove, then we were game winners. That was it. No one would be able to pay. It would wipe them out without a doubt. But this yellow on the way to my favourite spot of going to jail. Well, whereas before I hadn't touched the yellows. I hadn't even come close when it was early on to landing on one and buying it. Oh, no, 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 no. Not even close. Now I was dropping short of going to jail and, of course, landing on this yellow. And they were damned expensive. (sighs) From a mastermind of joint venture property partnerships where I had bits all over the board, almost immunity from everything. Suddenly the yellows were like a bright light to a moth. And I just kept going and banging my head against those yellows. And I coughed up and coughed up and coughed up. Now, my partners, Oliver and Jamie, kept running into difficulties themselves and I kept bailing them out, keeping them going. I could have stepped in and said, right, you forfeit everything, they all come to me. That partnership's over, it comes to me. But no, I was a good joint venture partner. I was bailing them out and bailing them out and I thought this would be reciprocated. But oh no, oh no, these other deals were out there. And those deals were there and they could be, you know, seemingly dad didn't count very much towards any of this. Was he fair game? Were they ganging up on me? I think so. I think any of them would have uh, taken um, me out without so much as a buy your leave. But this yellow one, I've bailed Oliver out several times. I've bailed Jamie out and I land on the yellow yet again. Yet again, it was, I think, now you see, Matthew learnt a lot of magic tricks when he was a kid. And I'm just wondering whether he had magic dice. And I'm thinking all sorts of things. And yet again, I land on it. And yet again, I'm paying out. And I'm pretty much down to the end. Now, at this point, after about three or four circuits and me landing on the yellows, I'd bailed Oliver out. So his share, I was saying, well, I'm not paying you because I bailed you out. And I was just paying Matthew. Jamie kept falling on everything, so he was pretty much gone. And he was sort of happy with that. He was he realised that he was having a shocker and that his time had come and he was going to drop out. Oliver was getting very close as well. And, you know, it was getting borderline. And it was left to Matthew. And Matthew was beginning to take the upper hand. And I'd paid out about three or four goes on the trot. Now... It was on one of these goes, after Oliver and Jamie had dropped out, I noticed Matthews, just before he rolled the dice, having me handed over about $11,000 to him or something, criminal. Criminal was very apt, because at this point, Matthew said, Oh, look, I've rolled a double. I'm out of jail. I paused. I looked. I realised. I hadn't been paying attention. And here's the dilemma. Here's the question mark. 
where does it go? Which way does it go? Does this go down the route of utter fairness, the spirit of the game, cricket ethos? Or does it go down the, your mistake, you missed out, you lose? This is the debate. Because Matthew had been quite happily collecting the rent as I landed on his properties time after time whilst he'd take over, taken over, like father, like son, trips to prison. And it was on the third such occasion when I realised I had paid him yet again when he was in jail. And according to the rules, not eligible to collect the rent. <laughs> he says... You didn't spot it. Too late now, sucker. I said, come on. Come on. I said, that's not right. How many times have you done that? He said, all night I've been doing it to you. You are so hopeless at looking at what's going on. Now, I had spent all night sticking up for Jamie and um, Ollie uh, when they were, you know, not concentrating and someone landed on their thing and I would... I would do it, obviously not if it was me that landed and they missed it, you know, that goes without saying. But no, for other things, I was standing up for him, standing up for him on this game, and I said, right, come on, come on, we can do it. You know, we can all chip in, all be fair, and all the rest of it. But no, Matthew had decided that the powerhouse that was, the JV partnerships with me, they needed bringing down, and he was going to do it. Didn't matter what, and he was playing to the rule that if you don't notice... Then you pay, and here's the thing, folks. Who was right? Who was right? In that sort of game, I reckon I failed to notice that he was in prison. I handed over the money when I didn't need to. It was my fault. My fault. And Matthew was going to win. Without doubt, he had the upper hand at that point. He was going to win. The victory was his, but I threw in. The Oliver, Jamie, Matthew's been collecting money whilst in jail. Do you think that was fair? Oh no, they said, oh no. Matthew, that's cheating. And Matthew said, no, 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 it's not. You weren't concentrating. So therefore, I was, and I've won. All I could do was weakly toss into the fray, into the arena... The last card I had to play, that it was a moral victory to me. Well, of course, that didn't work, did it? Of course not. Uh, Matthew still claimed victory. He played really well. I I don't care. Do you know what? I I really didn't care who won. Who won, who lost. Because right right at the beginning of the game, I said, okay, guys, no matter what happens, no matter what happens, no matter which way goes or who wins or anything, we do not get cross you know, do anything daft, throw things away, storm off, we stick it out. And we started at just after seven o'clock and we kind of brought a swift end to it where we conceded uh, that, you know, I'd got the moral victory, but Matthew had probably won it at about half past nine. Two and a half hours we sat engrossed in that game, concentrating, not concentrating, but always there, always sat around the table. That, to me is the power of a good game that has a competitive edge, that makes you think, has a bit of luck, needs you to do deals with people. I thought it was fascinating. And watching them do it and enjoying two and a half hours of their company, their time with me, 
was just fabulous. The fact that it was kind of a game that puts you out there and, and sort of sees that, you know, if you do deals with people, you might get further. Um, it has a business element, was just the cherry on top. What a great time. So the lessons from Monopoly, always concentrate. Always spot who's in jail. Never pay someone who's in jail any rent. Do some joint ventures. Get out there. It's going to be a bit of luck, but if things come your way, it could be really good for you. So great fun, great times. I really thank you, Matthew, Oliver, Jamie, for that game of Monopoly. Um, Yeah, a bit of revenge. I think we've got another game coming up fairly soon, I'm sure. And there could be a bit of revenge. But there you go. That's it for today. Um, just an interesting one. Having a game, I, I can't, thinking about it, I can't believe that I kept them occupied, sat in the same place for two and a half hours without an electronic device. I think that's a pat on the back and a victory for me, whatever happened in the Monopoly. All right, that's brilliant. So I'll see you again on the Dad Business where we'll talk more nonsense or some really good stuff about business. Who knows which it is? Monopoly. Get yourself out there and get a copy. All right. See you soon. Bye for now.